Welcome to Identity Matters Podcast. Hi, my name is Steve Finney, and I will be your speaker today. Every believer needs to understand who they are in Christ. In our series, Identity Theft, we'll do just that. Help each believer truly know who they are in Christ. Thank you for joining us. This is part B. That's the truth of the exchange life. No, but we don't want to go that far with the truth of not I, but Christ. We want to hang on to Mimi just a little bit so our social postings will grow. God is not going to share himself with anyone but his children. His archangels, two of them left. In fact, it kind of looks like this. You have God the Father, who is the identity of a father figure. It's not just the father. He's the identity of the father figure. So studying those 43 names of God became very important to me. God the Son. He's the identity of what it means to be a husband. Yes, I'm talking about what I've been preaching on for a couple of years now, and that is the identity of the triune. It's not just identity in Christ, because I have to ask the logical question, where did he get it? How come he sounds brainless to me? How come he says, whatever I say is not my words, but my father? Are you brainless? Are you a puppet? Horrible things to think about a Christ, but I'm telling you, this generation is saying it about our Jesus. Because he says stuff like this, that proves he's 100% obedient to his Abba. Father, authority. Abba is Dada, intimacy. Father, authority. Yes, sir. That is the number one thing the enemy is working on in the millennial generation, to destroy it. So Jesus, the Son of God, who is God, his whole purpose is revealing the identity in being a husband. Because he is your husband. Male or female, doesn't make any difference. Are you going to have body parts when you get your new body? No. Will you be male with no body parts? No. There's no purpose for reproduction. Body parts are for reproduction. They're not for your pleasure. We have turned things upside down in this particular generation is upside down. Then you have the Holy Spirit, identity in the indwelling mind of Christ. So, so far we've got identity and fatherhood. Why, God, is that so important for you? Why are you obsessed over this fatherhood so that all of our prayers are filled up with dear Heavenly 
Father, how many do you hear say, Dear Heavenly Jesus, we close the prayers in Jesus' name. There's a seal. He's considered, one of his 225 names is seal. He's a seal of the covenant. God is where everything goes up to. Yes, including your prayers. That's what you're seeing. If this does not stay intact that you're looking at, this diagram that we're looking at, those of you who are listening online, you can bring it up on your phone. We keep this stuff handy in every possible way that we can. It's on sermon.net. It's on YouTube. It's in our PDF archives. It's available for you to see. So you have the identity of father figure. You have the identity of being husband. You have identity of indwelling mind, which makes us mindless. Oh, excuse me, I'm going to use the term Paul used. He who thinks he's something when he's nothing deceives himself. Mindless. Our thoughts are not his thoughts. Our ways are not his ways. Me having five, six doctorate degrees is not going to get me any brownie points. It's going to make me more dangerous with accepting Galatians 6.3. So now you have the Son of God, identity husband, given to the man. who demonstrates the role of Christ. Not himself. Not I, but Christ. Let's, let's put it personal. Not man, but Christ. Not husband of earth, Christ. You see, there's nothing there for us when he said, not I. Whatever comes underneath I, which is 800 some postings for us on, online with messages. There's so much to say about I that is nothing. So we have to focus on the but Christ. Well, ladies, you better be listening because here's where it happens. The Holy Spirit, the identity and the indwelling mind of Christ is given to the woman so that she can demonstrate the Holy Spirit. Comforter, caretaker, nurturer. All those eight adjectives that are used to describe the Holy Spirit just happen to be Hebrew words that describe a woman. You put the two of those together and what you have is the Trinity being formulated on earth. That's why we have the inverted pyramid there again, because you have direct connection between godly man, godly woman, who's 100% of the structure going this way, and then their children literally become the identity of the church. These children are being asked by the living God to demonstrate what the church is supposed to look like in a culture that is saying, no, you don't. Or who else is going to preserve the church? My spiritual father is old enough 
I'm sorry, Dad, but you are very old. But you're old enough to have seen the destruction of the church. I hear it often from him. And he's correct. The millennial generation is going to be the seal for Generation Z. If you're under 12 years of age, you are what we call a Generation Z. And Generation Z is not even going to have churches. Buildings like this will end up empty all over the world. We won't have any problem finding the space. Because churches are going into internet. Education's going into internet. Everything is going to be detached, but only attached to knowledge. And the enemy will go, I'm ready to show my face. Because he is the tree of knowledge. Let's take a look at a couple slides before we quit. It's very unclear to me, as much study as I've done and listened to other men and women who have studied the Word of God, it's really a bit unclear to me why God allowed self-will in heaven. I get it on earth. You want to create something, so you want to test it. You want to test it, see if it will be obedient. I, I get the earth thing. But this heaven thing is a bit of a puzzle to me. You know, it's not just Lucifer who had the ability to choose. It's all of his domain. All of his creation. Including his son. Have you ever read through the testing period that God the Father took his son through to test him? To see if there was any sin in him? Adopted, we certainly knew it wasn't there by birth. It's an incredible act of a loving father. To put your son through trials, such trials that you release the most powerful being of destruction filled with hatred and animosity to let him loose on your son. We have no clue what that crucifixion was like. I promise you that. We have no clue of the darkness he faced in that garden that night. I sit at my desk and I weep. A real weeping, not just tearing up a little bit. When I think about the price tag that he had to pay as a son to be obedient to his Abba and his spiritual authority. And we complain if we're asked to do something that makes us uncomfortable or messes with our little world. What is wrong with us? I'll tell you what's wrong with us. We are used to obeying the father of lies. So here we have it. We can only assume that God created men and women with the same design of heaven. God created the angels with all the will to choose whom they would serve. 
Satan, named Lucifer at the time, chose to be an adversary of the Father of Heaven and paid a stiff penalty for attempting to rise up and be like the Most High or steal the role of the Father. Of course, no one is to take the role of the Father except for the one who is the Father. I'd like to see you try to take Shannon's position as father of his house. He's going to kick up a fight. Can you imagine the Father of Eternity not kicking up a fight? Nobody will touch his throne unless they have an indwelling. Nobody. Authority is the key in accomplishing this significant work, good or bad. Satan knew that he was unable to accomplish his work unless he had God's permission, authority to do it. And that's the facts. The most powerful, destructive being in eternity has to go to daddy to mess with your sandals. And you and I walk around thinking he's got more power to have at us anytime he wants because I had a nightmare, a bad dream, a bad day, or, you know, whatever. And you start stabbing it and naming it and claiming it and doing all this kind of crazy stuff when you should be going to talk to Dad, to Abba. Read Job, better yet, study it. When push came to shove, he didn't go to his four counselors. He went to Abba, his spiritual father. There were no other spiritual fathers around at the time. Same with Jesus. That's why Job was a Jesus figure. Satan's goal, pretty simple stuff here, folks. Because of pride, Satan was not content with the role which was basically assigned to him. To sing. Strum the guitar. Or the harp, I guess it was. That wasn't enough. Do you know how many music pastors end up being senior pastors? According to Sermon Central, almost all of them. There's no gifting of music. There's no spiritual gift. So you think, music, why are they so inclined to... you? Know, You try to figure this whole thing out. The music pastor is supposed to be a preaching pastor. If he wants to use song and dance to accomplish that mission, he can. We have it all backwards, folks. His Satan's endeavor at this hostile takeover basically put him in a damnation position. And Satan was removed from heaven, of course, like a bolt of lightning. So when we look at that, a bolt of lightning happens pretty fast. There's no planning it. There's no organizing it. It's just, bam, just that quick. When he decided to try to steal that role, bam, it's like that. There was no discussion. It was done. Same thing with Adam and Eve. He was a little more gentle with them because they were not power hungry yet. He basically had a little discussion with them and after that he said, Adam, pack up your bags and get out of my garden. Now. And that's what he did. 
out through the eastern gate. Then he placed an angel at that gate with a fiery sword that's still there today. And until the Antichrist is released, which I personally believe he's still within that garden area, when he's released, those angels, as we read in Revelation, are called away. And all hell breaks loose. Don't tell me he's got permission to be in your backyard because he's not in America. Some demons might be, but Satan is not in America, nor is Satan America. When he fell from heaven like a bolt of lightning, there there had to have been some kind of shaking the foundation of his belief system. I mean, to go from seizing that, in a disrespectful way, seizing that father position, and split seconds later, you angered the heart of a father, and bam, there was a seal put up. Never again. Do you understand that Satan can repent for seven years straight, 24 hours a day, and he will not be forgiven? There's no repentance for him because he tried to do the most horrid thing known in the history of God. Tried to take his daddy role. So what do we find in our culture today? You might have a little understanding of why the church is going to leave us during the millennial generation. So the millennials having it uh, backwards, it's a critical deception that needs to be uncovered regarding the millennial generation is the enemy's objective of becoming the great identity thief, stealing the personal identity of Christ and the believer through the formation of the self-life, me, me, gospel. Our identity matter statement is simple. The term authority comes from the word author. That we all call duh. So I guess it may pay to read the book. Who's the author of this book that has the guidelines of the daddy? Not the son. You see, the son demonstrated obedience to the daddy and even gave him so much credit he says whatever you see me doing it is not I who does it but my father completely disowned his personal identity because his job was to carry on the identity of the father Holy Spirit doesn't even get a name bummer not a single name it's a description Holy Spirit I wonder how the Holy Spirit feels. Maybe the Holy Spirit needs a little eye therapy. Or maybe read this new Mimi gospel that's coming out. No. The Holy Spirit is not to acknowledge self-preservation because there is no self-preservation in the Spirit. It is to bring to remembrance the words of Jesus. Can you imagine a marriage actually functioning that way? 
afraid I can't imagine it. In this generation anyway. So his son is the author and perfecter of faith. And God the Father is the author and perfecter of eternity. For the joy set before the Heavenly Father endured the cross. Despised the shame. And sat down at the right hand of the throne of his author. So here we have all of what Christ did just to sit at the right hand of the Father, not to take the Father's chair. So many people in their paintings and whatnot, they put Jesus on this, this throne. I go, where's, where's Abba? Go check it out yourself. Type in throne. The paintings and the displays, the graphic displays is about Christ on the throne. Where's Abba? He's at the right hand of the throne. And yes, he does sit on a throne himself. That's the son. Most all forgotten. When Satan or anyone else attempts to claim the ownership of the book of life, he is attempting to steal the name, identity of the living God. The one who does this has a problem with submitting to authority. Satan does not like what is written in the book of life because much of what is written in the book of life is the doomsday projections of Satan. Which answers my question on Satan. I thought, I thought you could read. Can't you figure this out, Mr. Brainy Child? No deception stops you from being able to hear and see truth. It's that simple. You see, all those people in the Jack the Journey story, they weren't hearing anything. They didn't bring them to their knees. This is the Lion of Judah before them. Nothing was going to change their ways until the Holy Spirit makes that decision because of the Father. And that's why there were a few out of that group that the eagles took to the other side of the tree for salvation. It's all the Father's decision. So then why preach to him? Why show up? Why, why the line of Judah making all these proclamations? Because the Father said so. Go, my son. Preach it to the nations, even though a small percentage will respond. You've been listening to the Identity Theft Series. You can contact us at 602-292-2982. I prefer a text. As you know, I don't answer my phone. I have a third party that actually filters my phone calls, and I get to see who it is before I pick up. I have to do that because of the number of phone calls that come in. But if you got your face in my phone, then I get to see your face in the phone, and I still don't answer. Now, we prefer you to send a text. And I have a texting system on my computer that I can have 20 texts open at one time, dialogue with you no matter where you're at in the world. You can also contact me by email at drphinnei at iomamerica.org. Dr. Finney at iomamerica.org. 
and I will personally respond to your emails. You've been listening to Identity Matters Podcast. We appreciate having you join us today. Feel free to log on to our website at www.iomamerica.org. We have lots of resources available for you on the believer's identity in Christ. Again, thank you for joining us.